so can you just break down your uh, you know your program so what are the hours like a, a typical day so in your academy what are the hours that you all train them and then what are the categories of kids that you all have yeah, so we have now we have a new four batch that's uh, okay. the youngest so we have about three and a half year olds also now with us mm-hmm. uh, we have a u uh, seven batch i would say which next year would be u8 um, and then we have a u10 batch that plays competitive matches we have a u12 batch that uh, is uh, uh, a competitive batch u14 and u16 we also have a batch that uh, is known as a foundation batch that's for kids below the age of 13 about the age of 9 who have just started to play football you know who've uh, basically had the interest or probably mm-hmm. didn't have the interest or pushed by their parents a number of reasons but they're here just to learn how to play so what happens is that you know if if i put a 12 year old from the foundation batch which with a u12 batch uh the session completely completely goes haywire because the skill set is not oh, the same yeah, yeah so for them we've actually you know ensured that they have a different batch mm-hmm. so that you know we can focus more on the technical skills and they they don't get demoralized because you know the common uh thing that i've seen while i was doing my research is that you have uh, multiple age groups of kids playing together you know so you have a 7 year old and you have a 13 year old now the 13 year old eventually gets demoralized Yeah. And the seven-year-old starts getting fearful because yeah. you know the thirteen-year-old yeah. child is much more physically superior and dominant. Uh, so that's that's a major uh, issue with grassroots uh, in in Mumbai, uh, where you see different uh, age groups of kids playing together. So that's one thing that we wanted to avoid right from the word go. We try to do our best in terms of you know getting the uh, batch-wise thing done. and uh thankfully it is it it, it works out like 95% of the time for us and then do you all have it throughout the day or only in the mornings afternoons evenings when are the uh, sessions so usually? we train basically um two times a week uh in the evening so it's after school activities basically and um that that uh that is paired up with one match day in a week okay so um uh, in one match day is a, a very ideal scenario so we play uh, leagues like the mdfa ypl mm-hmm. sunday league and stuff like that we also play some uh, tournaments we play some friendly matches so in in a tournament maybe you know the child gets three matches together mm-hmm. so then the next two weekends we don't give any games because they've already covered the quota but typically the ideal day ideal uh, week for us or month for us is about 8 to 10 sessions with about 3 to 4 matches okay. so you know if you if you look at it in a year uh it's close to about 48 to 50 matches that you know a child should get in a calendar year that's that's our goal yeah obviously sometimes you know it's less sometimes it's more because in in a tournament in a one day tournament you may end up playing like five matches in across two 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 days so mm-hmm. so uh that's the ratio for us the golden ratio is is 10 match uh, 10 training sessions uh per month and uh, close to about four matches in a month how many centers do you all have right now so three mm-hmm. so we have marad goregaon and anderi okay and then what are the like future plans now for looking at other areas as well but in the western suburbs because that's where we are based out of okay. um and uh, that's where most of our coaches are from as well we don't really want to uh, rapidly go and increase i mean it looks um, fancy to have a lot of centers but i think uh, bringing value and quality is what we uh, sort of uh, prioritize over the number of centers so we want to bring that into the existing uh, centers that we have so what are the major challenges you faced while running the academy 
that's common with every academy, uh, academy yeah. be it any sport also because uh, parents are the single most important stakeholder in the ecosystem of grassroots so be it anything so be it even say a guitar lesson or be it a skating lesson uh, the parent has to be convinced that okay the the 2 hours or 3 hours that the parent is taking out for the child and for the parent is worth it because eventually in a city like mumbai uh, you know people are leading busy lives uh, and we always have a traffic issue so you know bringing the child from school or maybe another class to to the football football academy is also a challenge yeah. you know so uh, of course that's that's only one aspect uh, number two is obviously with the uh, with the costs as well because the child is not only in football the child is into many activities apart from school so that's a number two uh, uh, problem that exists not problem but i would rather say a concern that exists and number three is with the sport itself um, because there are some parents who look at it as an avenue for uh, you know a professional career so we have a lot of kids who have the talent and the parents want them to pursue a career in football but right now the pathway is sort of very difficult to tread on and um, it's it's improving but the improvements are are slow mm-hmm. and it's not visible you know so uh, for example i don't want to compare it but uh, you know if you look at cricket um, as as a career option it's it's far more easier it's far more transparent okay mm-hmm. you know if you want to pursue cricket you, know, you have your pathways you have your ranji trophy you have the local teams and stuff like that ipl yeah. but in football it is still very unclear yeah thanks for listening in this is one part of our first episode of the onside podcast make sure you listen into the full episode by subscribing to the podcast on all major platforms as well as checking out the podcast section at onside.in